This week, the number one show on Netflix was Made. Hey, Justin. Yes, Dave. Why are people watching this? I I don't know, Dave, but let's figure it out. Yes, here we are in studio again, Dave. Once again, yes. With a guest. A guest that we just had recently on our far and away most popular episode, Squid Game. Ashley! Hello! Ashley, good to see you again. <laughs> good and if, to see you. And if there are any listeners out there, remember, Ashley completely doxxed herself last time <laughs> yeah. with her oh last God. name and all that stuff. Well, I didn't so. realize can, how popular it was going to be. Now she can add social media influencer. Social media influencer, Ashley. <laughs> Thanks to you and Squid Game, we yes. had a very popular episode. I would. Uh, I don't know that I can take credit for it, but I appreciate the thought. <laughs> okay. And so I, the, I was speculating it was your infectious laughter yeah. that was adding to the the undertone of the whole episode. I think so. so. Finally, someone's laughing at your jokes, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's what I mean. My infectious laughter is. Thank you for laughing at things yeah. I said. So we watched. I called it when we were introducing it in the last thing. I looked it up. It's not called the maid. It's just called maid. Yeah, and it's M A I D, not like like a like a gangster. It's maid, you know, because this could be a totally different <laughs> a totally different film if it was like maid. Maid. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny got maid. It got made <laughs> All right, uh, Dave, uh, why don't you go ahead and read us the official synopsis? All right, here's the official Netflix synopsis for uh, M-A-I-D, Made. Single mother Alex turns to house cleaning to make ends meet as she escapes an abusive relationship and overcomes homelessness to create a better life for her daughter, Maddie. Yep. Yep, that's it. That, that is, is it. That is the storyline. It is a storyline. Ashley, you have a better synopsis? Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis. Give me your synopsis. I need your synopsis now. <laughs> My synopsis for this uh, show is one word. Oh, God. <laughs> sadness. Oh, uh, that is just right. Sadness. I See? Just tears. <laughs> Yeah. Good. I'm there, glad there, there are a lot of triggers in this in this so for some many. I have so, so much to say about that oh. one word, Ashley. So oh. much. What do you have to synopsize about? Okay. It's a it's sort of an extrapolation on this theme. <laughs> are you feeling good today? Maybe even a little happy? Life treating you well there, bud? Well, watch a few episodes of Made and remind yourself that you're just a few missing paychecks away from navigating a bureaucratic hellscape where a faceless welfare system could give a shit whether you live or die, and you might end up scrubbing a rich lady's toilet for ludicrously small amounts of money while Andy McDowell feeds your toddler vodka-soaked sandwiches for lunch. Oh, no. It could happen to anyone. Wow. Jeepers. I feel like you did a bit of spoiling there. I don't know. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. I think this this affected us both almost identically. Are we the same person, Justin? <laughs> possible, Dave. I am uh, an, uh, an observer here, and I really, it's hard to tell you apart. I got to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't know how I feel yeah. about that. No comment. <clears throat> did you have a bad day? Holy crap. <laughs> so I started mine off, Dave. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> did you have a bad day? Maybe burnt your toaster strudel, received a stern email from your manager at work, and stepped on a Lego on your way to the bathroom. Well, cowboy the hell up, Snowflake, because it can get much worse. Try having to escape from your abusive relationship in the middle of the night, only to be blamed, judged, and ignored by the social safety net that is supposed to catch you. 
Throw in some good old American bootstrap poverty wage jobs, a manic depressive mother, a terrifying motor vehicle accident, and a sleepless night on a ferry terminal floor, and you have yourself a bad day for the books. Oh, no. (laughs) That is it, man. We wrote the same thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Okay, we're all seemingly Uh, on the same page. I'd say. Yeah, sadness and... Uh, Sadness. Yeah. Okay, what happens next, Dave? Oh uh, well, the, this this was okay, I guess. This was okay, I guess. Could have been a lot better, but also worse. What do you have, Ashley? Ashley's got again her computer out with yes, the spreadsheets, again. ready for action. Us with our flimsy little piece of paper, and she's. <laughs> Totally outclassed us once again. We're old school, Dave. I got an abacus over here. (laughs) To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, you have printed off something. So you were obviously on a computer. Yeah, I didn't write this in crayon. I'm not a. (laughs) Yeah, I used a pencil and a piece of a legal pad. Handwritten notes here. So you are not completely old school. Dave is completely. I'm just a poser. (laughs) Yes, that's Uh, right. I'm hip as hell. I am hip as hell, Ashley. Yeah. Okay, what what is it that you liked about this? All right. Well, I really enjoyed, I have to say, I liked the visual um, representation of the money. So, you know, every, you know, ding and just checking it off the list. Just, just... Right at, at that is right at the top of my list. Yeah. I thought that was the well. greatest That's, thing. Yeah. yeah the timing was... as well. The, oh, yeah. Oh, and the, the other place that they used it was the cell service. When she was losing cell service, no signal. it was visible and and um, chiming in. And it was fantastic. It was a great, it was very um, uh, intense. Anxiety inducing, yes. I would say. <laughs> the chime. Yeah. Why was it? I wonder why. Because it was such a nice visual because it gave us information that was helpful but it was also representing her thoughts but is it deeper than that is it because we're so used to looking at screams and hearing screens and hearing dings and chimes that like we're more you know what i mean like it really grabs you in a way that it wouldn't have well especially when she's at the dollar store and it's just like sense oh and it's like yeah and it's like can't afford the sandwich like it's it's such a subtle way to do it it, it's really just numbers on a screen but it has so much more impact because you're seeing the real world implications of having 35 cents (laughs) yeah when you're trying to like supply yourself with with a you know meal yeah so that was absolutely brilliant i agree good television making slash filmmaking (laughs) i frankly it was it was well done it was the the what i really liked as well was um when they used flashbacks or daydreams and they were completely present they didn't change out of the shot they turned and and she turned her head and the 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 flashback was there agreed i'm on the same page i hate flashbacks and flash sideways and flash forward that drives me crazy (laughs) and this is one of the very few shows where it was neat and elegantly done and compelling and it and it went with the storyline as opposed to taking you out of it so much so that i had to do a, a double like a second glance like oh this is this is a flashback yeah, yeah. like when she's eating all the food at the mm. woman's like i was like is this happening and then when it, it was like oh that was really clever it was like, very clever she's yeah. cleaning it dumping all that perfectly good food in the so they're clever these people who made clever. this sad they movie or tv show what else what else mm, um the crazy mother. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> it was so. It was. It was just. It felt on point. It felt very on point for someone who's, who is bipolar and or experiencing some serious um, 
mental issues. Yeah, I wrote that. A little, your points are the same <laughs> as mine so far. This yeah. is amazing. I wrote, yes, this mom character has acted so well. I completely recognize this woman. Like, yeah. I have met people like this. There are some artsy-fartsy people who are like this, but then there are people who are also sort of do have bipolar or more serious things happening. And I'm like, yep, that well, is an, a person you see in the world. And Andy McDowell and Margaret Qualley are like mother and daughter as in well. In real life? Are they? Life. That's her actual daughter. Yeah, so that's like the chemistry's already there. And then you, she just, Andy McDowell was kind of knocking it out of the park with the, like all over yeah. the map craziness, you know? And this, you know how like later on, like she's trying to talk to her and the mom is just in her world. Yeah. And, and, and like I've had conversations with people <laughs> like that and it is the saddest, most frustrating thing when you just can't get that's someone true. to stop for a second and hear you mm. and yeah. it's an important topic incredibly frustrating especially yeah. when your child's life oh is my god stake. oh so anxiety uh. inducing everything about this yeah <sighs> this was almost more anxiety inducing than the one last week which was all about put keeping you in a state of anxiety this i agree with you because this, this anxiety was, was more like a slow boil of like just you know you're trying to live your life but it's just falling apart you yeah know? well i mean while we're here like Dave, I've said this so many times, but what I, there's a couple things I hate more than anything when watching a show, and <laughs> one of them is child endangerment. Yeah, right. I yeah. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't want to see it. It makes me uncomfortable. And last week was child endangerment. Someone oh. stabbed a baby. Yes, I did right? not see that. Oh, oh my god! Right. Well, don't watch that. Okay. And then, and then this week, it's all about child endangerment. The whole thing is about, yeah. you know. Everything about it, like yeah. the abusive husband, well, the where she's going to leave her when she's at work, the mom is she can't find her, like awful. Yeah. Yes, I hate it. I don't want to. I don't want to see it on okay. TV. And the and the interesting thing is that it's it's entirely she, she didn't leave the husband because she was afraid for herself. It was the picking pieces out of her daughter's hair. Oh that my was god, the moment that that was, that was such a good. It. I wrote that too. Like, uh, what does she say exactly? Um, Oh no, I can't remember. Like, I don't want to have to pick glass out of my daughter's hair anymore yep. or something like that. Well, since we're talking about the child. Mm, Dave, I was going to ask. It's number two on my list. Dave. I colon. love this child actor. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yes. Actually, you don't understand this momentous occasion. Oh. Yes. Throughout the history of this podcast, I I've, Dave has a had a track hatred record. of children actors that is inexplicable oh we didn't discuss the child actor from squid game interesting what interesting. child actor the daughter oh, oh right you yeah. didn't have a hate on for her see <laughs> this is what i mean you think he's okay, gonna be okay. but 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 here we go he okay. is tell well, us I, what you like this this actor right rylea uh witted who's a toddler she's a child yeah child. she's like five years old she's playing a little younger i think in this but i think she's five in real life but, okay okay but Totally acted as a child would act in this situation, like just being a child, right? Like not aware of that her mom is like, I know she just wants to play and, you know, they're walking through the ferry terminal where they're going to spend the night. And this it's, is just... I feel like that had to have been just let the cameras roll and then the main actor was improvising against that child. Yeah. I cannot possibly imagine a scenario because that felt way too real. Yeah. Either that child is an insane genius. <laughs> yes. Or like she was just acting like a child. This and could then... be a Dakota Fanning moment. Yeah. Well, it could be yeah. like I, I this, this child is, this is probably why i like it because i don't think it's i don't think it was a whole scripted thing where they um, sat down yeah. and okay. got right up to the face of the child and said okay you're gonna say this and then she's gonna say i think they just said walk through this and do just be a kid and the kid was just being a kid and yeah it, you know and then kids and then the don't actor, care kids don't care if you've got 35 cents in the bank <laughs> no you know? 
No, but the the actor then Sarah, what's her name? Sarah Qualley. Yeah, Qualley. Qualley um, is then acting Margaret, against Margaret Qualley. Sorry, Margaret Qualley. Yeah, uh, is acting against this child who's and she must have been improvising all that stuff, and it came across as like when she was playing with her earrings, you know, at the right. very terminal. Yeah, and I'm like, well, that's just good that's just 100 percent real good mm. yeah and so they were both good and the child was good and i wrote that as like my number three thing like mm. amazing i yes. um i have another one okay actually that i really loved i loved her ability the the way that they portrayed her momness mm-hmm. so there's a moment when she's looking for maddie when when she goes back to the she had didn't have service and she can't get a hold of her mother and she her her mother is there and she she can't get the guy to open the door yeah and just really so gently she knocks on the door maddie are you here maddie she's internally about to explode and is losing her mind trying to find like figure yeah. out where her daughter is and just so gently in in on the off chance that her daughter is in mm-hmm. that trailer she is just being so gentle and calm it was it was a, a very poignant moment for me yes i i had that i had that as well because mm-hmm. she did a fantastic job acting and one of the things she did was not do too much in those moments yep. like you are like that as a parent like inside you're screaming but the outside has to be calm and so throughout <sighs> this episode you can see her veneer of calmness yep. and we can all sense what she must be feeling yep which is both good writing and good acting to pull back on it. And only when she lost Schmeriel out of no. the window oh did she God. sort of lose it a little bit or when she was panicking to get in the car to go. Like, yeah. other than that, she was in control of herself, which is what a mom does in this situation. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, which made me, I didn't check this out and I should have, but I, it occurred to me as well, like, she must be a mother in real life or there must be, because some of that was seems so natural. Mm. Yeah. Like, uh, who knows? Uh, she seems generally brilliant. So she yeah. might just be it's just instincts acting instincts yeah, yeah. it was really uh was and, and we were rooting for her from Always. the get-go yeah like and at no point did she win <laughs> she doesn't win and and she's and we never lost our faith in her and we want her to win and that's also due to good acting mm, you know? okay i don't know if no? i completely agree with that statement you think that we about lost losing the faith you yeah. lost faith in her? Uh, what what happened? What happened? Well, I don't know. That's, that's we'll, we'll get that to the next we'll section. Okay, we'll we're still there. doing things we like then. Yeah. Do you have more? I have one I, more. Well, I just have one small thing, and then mm. that's probably it for me. But just the innocence of of her as a character, right? Like she got into this situation very innocently, yeah. you know. Like she was just making decisions normal people would make, you know. She fell for this guy and. You know, had a baby, and then all of a sudden she finds herself in this situation, like by absolutely no fault of her own. Yeah. And there's just something about her innocence that carries through all this. Like she just comes up against this bureaucratic nonsense, just as this babe in the woods. You know, like yeah, not like as as a lot of you know how kind of the the view would be in America that you know as a somebody that down in the uh, the lower end she'd be like some kind of welfare person and mm. she'd know how to work the system and but you know she wasn't even part of the system she suddenly found herself in need of in yeah. need of the system mm. and it's true it's part of what makes that compelling is like you have that feeling of this can happen to anyone exactly like, yeah. y- anyone can picture themselves as this this wasn't a series of horrible bad decisions that no. led to this no. this was like just 
living a life (laughs) which is the reality of this situation the working (sighs) poor in the u.s right and so it's nice to have it portrayed in such a way that every man you know and she's an attractive educated white lady right yes and that you know i was reading something about this like people can complain like well of course she's a protagonist but like that's the point is that it's easier for people to understand Mm. that and therefore, you are more understanding of the situation. When you say educated, though, she she it, she oh, got she, her GED. Well, she was he, she had been accepted into an a, into, a, yeah. into a bachelor program. Yeah, she had to struggle for what little education she does. Oh, the, she the struggles the whole school. way yeah. through. Yeah, yeah, but like, so they you know, because I, I, I think I was reading on L dot com. I don't know why or something like that. Someone was saying <laughs> like it, it was brilliant to show that poverty d- does happen to anyone and can happen yeah. to an- anyone not just the things you have in your head already about yeah. who's who's in poverty and yeah. i did like that there was a bit of a racial flip here and that you know she she's a poor white person but the people around her that got got it together like the the woman at the uh yeah. the uh that the mansion the mansion <laughs> yeah the mansion and who becomes later you know on i think her friend or whatever yeah mentor in a way mm-hmm. and also the woman at the shelter you know they're it's like a switch around it's not like the white savior type of thing you know so. yeah no that was good and also that the actor who's I, yeah i think i don't know if you've seen more episodes but i think they do hit a relationship but it's neat because she started off as just like a terrible mean rich lady and then and then there's more nuance to her when she's talking about staging the room for the kids and i'm like oh that's great she's not just one-sided yes but it's it's great that it really took up until that moment for you to um to realize that though that was that was well portrayed i think yes yeah Yeah. she's just she's in her own world in her own life she doesn't she's not worried about what's going on with her maid she's just this is stressful i'm we're trying to sell this house and now we have to stage this children you know so it was it was good that that um that that happened when when it did i agree yeah so what else did you have you one more thing i had one more thing and it was what you were talking about earlier actually which is that she her veneer of calm Mm. throughout most of the show there are not very many moments that i noticed where we get to see inside her mind Mm -hmm. but the one that was the most intense for me was when she was speaking to the social worker Mm. and the first her internal monologue was you just want a government handout you i think it was you piece of shit or you white trash piece of shit or something like that Mm -hmm. and it was very vocal internal monologue very mm-hmm. loud um, yeah i will come back to that ooh. in a later segment <laughs> okay <laughs> but okay. i do dave do you have any more things oh. well i have one thing okay for me uh the scene where she's throwing out the food mm-hmm. um was so painful mm, to yes. walk yeah. to watch <laughs> and it, and it, it was an amazing scene because it really encapsulates everything that's going on here. The yeah. the, the 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 wastefulness, yeah. uh, the the imbalance between the haves and the haves nots. Yeah. Uh, and because food waste for me was, has been a thing that has always bugged me as a sort of social uh, yep. issue. That's something I worked at. It's uh, huge. Yeah. yeah. In my undergrad, I volunteered at a a bunch of like uh, soup kitcheny things and ran some stuff like that. And so I just want to take a moment. <laughs> To review some facts about food waste yes. with yes, you Justin, and everyone yes. on the podcast. Facts this, with facts about food facts waste. Facts about food Justin waste because this is a huge, huge, huge deal. And it, it, it's an important part of this discussion about poverty. Here we go. Yeah. There are 7 billion people on this planet. 925 million are, are like food insecure. Uh, and yet we uh, lose and waste 1.3 billion tons of food. You could feed 3 billion people with that uh, every year. Food waste accounts for 4.4 gigatons of greenhouse gas emissions per year. Uh, so if it were a country, if food waste itself were a country, it would be the third most polluting country on the planet after China and the United States. 
Wow. Yep. The annual value of food wasted globally is $1 trillion, and it weighs 1.3 billion tons. An area larger than China is used to grow food that is never eaten. eaten. Oh. 20%, 25% of the world's fresh water is used to grow food that is never eaten. Per capita um, in, the, in North America and Europe, you waste about 100 kilograms of food a year. Uh, so there you go. Those are some food waste facts for everybody. It's painful, and just watching someone throw out foods is so hard for me. But you have to admit that the character, the character's willpower to not eat all that delicious food and just chuck it. Like I was, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, we're not into that. Uh, no, it's again. it's yeah. impressive because like she has. Yeah. She has to keep her job. Yeah. It's important for her child. You can see why she made that decision, yeah. but everything is screaming out, like just like in the yeah. flash sideways or whatever, like, eat the cake. Which I kind of liked because there's a real narrative yeah. of poor people are like, are dishonest or they got to this because they're like they're shady or yeah they're, or there's there's some kind of char- the there's some kind of character flaw or whatever and like if that she's was so ethical yep. she everything Incredibly. she does is like she's just following the rules she's yeah. trying to follow the rules to a t oh that's, that's why the it's so, hard part that's why yeah when she's like is you know <laughs> and she's like is there no more you can do to help me like it's such a terribly sad cry for help in that social services office yeah, yeah. and uh, it's because <sighs> exactly that <sighs> she wants to do the right thing yeah anyway well, I'm, about to, I'm about to lose it we're so. still know, we're not even in grumbles and gripes yeah, this is the good part these are the things i liked oh, no. well we love the shit out of this but oh, at the same time the crisis resources at the end got to put that in as a like the at the very end for me the showing the crisis resource um oh the hotlines the hotline yeah. oh yes when experiencing those yes issues. Exactly. that was great that, that was, was good yeah that was, yeah. That was well done okay, okay dave well what are we doing now <laughs> now that we're done being happy question mark <laughs> what is the sadness part oh no uh we're just gonna go deep can you turn the lights down in yeah, here because it's yeah, too yeah. It's, yeah it's too grim someone can get a violin to play outside the door <laughs> yeah anyway let's move on to some grumbles and gripes Damon Justin's grumbles and gripes grumbles and gripes well number one at the top of my list was child endangerment I already had that that rant why child endangerment stop it Netflix stop it <laughs> anyway everything that I wrote was just essentially I'll just read you some of the stuff I'll just read you quotes from my notes (laughs) where is the child double question mark (laughs) this is the worst I feel very sad (laughs) the world is cold and heartless thanks for reminding me Netflix a show about domestic abuse this is hard to watch and now a car crash with an injured child this is the worst thing ever Justin, yeah. my uh, my exact <laughs> r- my notes here are cannot watch this too hard. The hopelessness is too much. I need I horrible. Yeah, we're on the same. Uh, I got more. The tension with this guy. It's awful. This is such a terrible situation. The worst. Home should be a safe place for a kid. Oh. <laughs> These are the things I'm writing. <laughs> well, they got you then. That might be a like. I mean, not a like, but a good job. Okay. Show. <laughs> I, well, while we're on this. Uh, very real. I'm going to get real with you. Yeah. I'm going to get real. Okay. Okay. I'm going to move in close to the microphone. I'm going to get real. Why are people watching this? It's the name of the podcast, and I'm being serious. <clears throat> Who is a demographic out there that is like, I want to watch all of the episodes of this? 
Because what are your options? The options are, it's someone who's experiencing this, at mm-hmm. which point, why are you watching oh. a reflection of your own life, which is so hard on TV? Yeah. Or is it someone who, who is never experienced something like this? Are you just m- watching it because... It's like watching somebody get in a car wreck. Yes. Though. Which we did. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. that's it. Like, is yeah. it is that what you're doing? Like, oh, these poor, pathetic people, and they're just mm. sort of not hate watching. What's the word I'm looking for? Where you just like... Are enjoying Schadenfreude. You're enjoying them mm. suffer. I, Is that what? Who's watching this and why? Because I don't want to see this I, on I TV. Yeah, I agree. As much as I love the filmmaking and the, mm-hmm. the cinematography, the acting, everything is great. Should win all the awards. But yep. like, I personally am not going to sit down and watch this kind of sad, sad, sad show. I'm going to yep. weigh in on this. Okay, go. As the angry guy. Okay. <laughs> oh, we were and, the sad people. You're angry. Let's right. go. And you know why? I I wa- I watched. I almost binged watch this okay. with like a sense of just mounting fury. Fury at what? <laughs> what like a vengeance or No, at this at <laughs> this whole at this whole nonsense system that's uh, allowing this to happen. Yes. You know, mm. like and immediately as soon as I watched it I was like, "Oh, uh have you ever heard of the book Nickel and Dimed?" Uh, no. Uh, a, a sociologist, uh what's her name? Barbara Ehrenreich. She did this experiment. This was back in like 2007. For three months, she decided to live like, you know, in uh, minimum wage jobs. So she set up this whole experiment for herself and she, uh, you know, set these parameters around whatever. Mm. And she worked in these in these fields. I think she did a stint as a waitress and then as like a person in a a personal care worker Mm. and then in Walmart. Mm -hmm. And then she wrote this book about it which is a great book from a perspective of somebody with a PhD who is a professional sociologist or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, a great perspective on just how ridiculous and untenable this whole situation is for people that live in this situation. And there's another book called, uh, called, uh, hand to mouth Mm -hmm. written by this woman, uh, Linda Torado, who that one just, I love it because it's a person who's actually lived through this, mm-hmm. not a PhD, mm-hmm. not a whatever, but somebody who's managed to pull themselves out of it enough to write a book. Yeah. But live this whole thing. And I'm just going to, can I, can I indulge you with a little excerpt <laughs> from her book? But please. I mean, please. I gave you a list of like, food waste facts. Dave. <laughs> well, Go this, ahead and give this, us some so quotes this, from a book. This is, and th- this to me is like, you know, this kind of encapsulates this whole problem with this whole system of like low wage jobs and poverty and whatnot this is from linda torado's book hand to mouth living in bootstrap america okay i once lost a whole truck over a few hundred bucks it had been towed and when i called the company they told me they needed a few hundred dollars for the fee i didn't have a few hundred dollars so i told them when i got paid next that i'd call them back then It was a huge pain in the ass for those days. It was the rainy season, and I wound up walking to work, adding another six miles or so to my day in my imaginary pedometer. It was my own fault that I'd been towed, really, and I spent more than a couple of hours ruining myself. Finally, I made it to payday, and when I went to get the truck, they told me that I now owed over $1,000, nearly triple my paycheck. They charged a couple hundred dollars a day in storage fees. I explained that I didn't have that kind of money, couldn't get it. They told me that... Uh, I had a few more months to get it together, including the storage, uh, for however long it took me to get it back, or that they would simply sell it. They would, of course, give me any money above and beyond their fees if they recovered that much. I was working two jobs at the time, both were part-time, neither paid a hundred bucks a day, much less two. I wound up losing my job, so did my husband. We couldn't get from point A to point B quickly enough, and when we showed up at work late, either soaked to the skin or sweating like pigs, 
one or too many times and with no work we wound up losing our apartment <sighs> it's amazing what things that are absolute crises crises for me are simple annoyances for people with money hmm. anything can make you lose your apartment because any unexpected problem that pops up like they do can set off that rube goldberg device yeah so that's <clears throat> and so as i watch this yeah you know, I, I've never been in this particular situation, but I've been quite close to this early on in my life. And, mm. and it just infuriates me because the narrative is always, well, you know, when she goes to these things, you know, these, these services, well, there's been cutbacks, there's no money for this, there's no money for food stamps, or you got to go through all these hoops. And it, it's a complete, sh there's, there's money enough to send all these douchebags to space. So there's money. <laughs> there's a huge amounts of money. We're building like there's, there's food enough to feed everybody. Yeah, there's, there's food money enough. enough. There's yeah. money enough. There's money enough to build particle colliders the size of a small town. Uh, you know, there's like, there's money out there. It's just, there's this massive funnel that's just sucking it all up to like a handful of people. It's true. I, so... Uh, I, like I don't want to watch this because it, ma it makes me sad, but I do want to engage with what it's talking about. Yes. So I spent a fair amount of time researching Stephanie Land, who okay. wrote the original book on which this is based. Uh, and I listened to some interviews and read some of the things that she wrote in other places and sort of was listening to her story because this is a real story. They, you know, there's a lot of this has been changed for Netflix, but the base core of it is exactly as it's portrayed here. And she, at some point in, in an interview I was listening to, said, you cannot work full time uh, on a minimum wage and have a family, mm. yeah. so, which is what her problem was. Like, I can't have childcare and get a job. Like, those things don't do together. Yeah. It's it, And she, at one point, was working all of these jobs and on seven different forms of assistance, like food stamps and subsidized housing and blah, 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 all of this stuff and Medicaid, Ugh. and just not not surviving. And that is ludicrous. For It's it's a ludicrous mm. situation to be in, I find. Well, there we go. That would be the answer then, Justin, because this, you know, who is watching this? Well, everyone, I think anyone that has not experienced this should be watching this because it, it gives a very, very heartbreaking account of the situations that people are in all the time and if you've never experienced it yourself then you know maybe this is your opportunity to to understand and to be able to empathize a bit better with it's that is a good point but i wonder like who is actually watching i know is it know. those people because like you, oh. we're all sympathetic to this right and yeah. uh, watching it is good for us to remind us because it's good for to remind me well to uh, learn as well to because you know there was I, I, I was aware of these issues, but I didn't realize the, the weird um, catch-22 situations yeah, that yeah, would happen. Yeah. That, was, that was really... It's painful. Painfully eye-opening. I, I don't mm. know if I should tell the story, but like when I was working in this one soup kitchen, I, this is back in the States where this happens, yeah. worse than anywhere else. Mm. And there was a man that came in and he was very sickly. I, I, he was just very, very low income. And I remember at some point, he, he was quite ill with a heart condition. And he's like... I was talking to him. He's like, well, I couldn't afford my heart medication for this week uh, because I had to pay my rent or whatever. And the next week, he didn't show up at the soup kitchen. I asked what happened. He died. He died oh. because he could not afford the medication. medication. And I'm like, this is insanity. Oh. Like, it is. Like, how is this a world that we live in? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I've... but like, who is watching it? Is it people who who've never mm. thought about this and this, this is news to them and they're enjoying it because they're learning or is it 
Is it pleasurable? Are no, you watching? it can't be. It's, it can't it's, be. You're, you're discounting the rage watching. Oh, right. the day, yeah. <laughs> There's right. a whole demographic of people. We're indignant yeah. about it. Well, yeah. it's it's infuriating. It's mm. infuriating because in the backdrop, we're watching like William Shatner get shot into space. Mm. And then in the same week, we're be given this kind of reality, right? Yeah, it's true. It did. Oh. It did. In that sense, what I guess it reawoke at me a sort of indignant like rage about this. Mm-hmm. And it made me research this woman's life and remember how much this is annoying and maybe i can do something I mean, maybe you, it is you, called to action for me i don't know you delved into a whole food insecurity thing i mean that, that it, i remembered how passionate i was at that at, <laughs> at some point and yeah. that i suddenly have become complacent in my middle age and maybe i shouldn't be well this you know what this this there we go Right. A call to action. A call to I But is that why we watch Netflix? <laughs> to be called to action? Maybe like, maybe this is why it's good, though. Because we typically, you know, TV, movies, this sort of entertainment is to take you away from your real life. But, you know, for, for folks that are, are doing relatively well and have a bit of spare time and free time on their hands, then maybe this is this is the, the moment where we go, oh, yeah. Well, and to be fair on my side, I was like rage watching this, but my wife was watching it with me and mm-hmm. probably not. She was engaged in some of the raging that I was, but she was like, <laughs> we got kind of halfway through the season and she's like, can we just go to the end? She was, this is just getting manipulative. Like, we know what's going to happen. She's going to go up and they're going to knock her down. She'll get up, they'll knock her down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went, we jumped we to the, the last end. episode, mm-hmm. which, you know, and because just to get, try to get some resolution because it's pain. You're right. It's like, mm. it's an endurance race, you know? Oh. Like oh. to to watch this to, to to but to get to the end and finally find okay there's some resolution to this finally but yeah I guess that's it it's just oh. it's not entertaining it, it's it's not entertaining as much as it's thought provoking and yes. I, I I don't yeah. sign on to not Netflix to watch a documentary about a thing in a, in a way you know like mm-hmm. I, I do do that but but usually I'm on Netflix because I want to forget about the right. troubles of the world. This was more of a documentary it for was, sure. Yeah, it was confrontational. Docu-series. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, I guess it's good because it made me have an emotion. It's just the emotions I keep getting out of Netflix these days oh. are just sadness and rage. Yeah, we, I know. It's yeah, good game made me uncomfortable. You And then you hit another low the following week. I was surprised you were still here when I came by. Dave, I thought maybe you'd gone I don't know rage. what oh. we're watching next week, but it better, I might not live to see the end of next <laughs> oh, week no. if this continues. Yeah. It's fa- This is fall viewing i guess we're all just winter is coming oh but okay this is getting sad (laughs) okay i just want to just jump on one more slightly more lighthearted. oh good please do what why this guy that just smashes into her car like on the highway what what kind of maniac driving is that like she was pulled over university student that's what i assumed (laughs) yeah and i said i said more lighthearted, but there was a bit of rage in this i'm like i hate insurance companies like what oh no i I was hoping like does she not have insurance like is (laughs) oh i doubt it i doubt it crashed into a parked car like shouldn't she get a new car to this or something or oh man no i have stuff about this because i this was my rage moment in this i was like how is this possible like first of all if she had explained her situation at all to the 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 cop that showed up at the scene i feel like there could have been at least a little bit of compassion but she didn't i mean understandably i i understand that she's she's not looking for handouts and she doesn't want to express the situation that she's in you know for many many reasons but if she had it was just this oh i don't i don't think that they would be very sympathetic you don't My, think so? no 
no, no. And I think they framed that quite on purpose because that co- when she was sleeping in the car yes, with the a co- child and oh the cop's like, you can't get park here. here. And she's like, well, I like, and then he's like, you got to get out of here. And like, <sighs> it's such a simple thing to not do that. Because what does it matter to that guy? You can't park <sighs> in nature. Go park yeah. at Walmart. And and that's everyone that, else. <laughs> that these, that is not, ha- that level of compassion works. is not how law enforcement is typically works or portrayed in movies so i looked this up because it oh. was driving me nuts like can she claim any damages in this accident right? <laughs> oh my. You know, why like, did what you look this up <laughs> i went down an insurance rabbit hole it was terrible what? that's um, concerning i'm concerned <laughs> for you <laughs> i wanted to know how, what the rules are in canada versus the u.s about parking on the or median on or whatever median okay god this so is so i was so i was like this has to be this can't be a thing so what are the rules um, this is exciting it is completely ambiguous and it depends entirely on what state or province you're in oh of course so this, this whole continent is messed bullshit. up because i found that um, i found you know websites that say a vehicle can't be parked on the roadway or the shoulder of a, of a highway except when it's incapable of moving under its own power an emergency arises or it's otherwise permitted by law what what does that even mean I right and then violating that fine in canada seems to be around 162 dollars versus the u.s which i think her ticket was 250 or something and um, so then I found another wet resource that says you shouldn't park on a roadway outside of an urban area unless your vehicle isn't capable of moving under its own power, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But then it says, but then there's a, a thing that says, unless there is clear passage for other motor vehicles and your vehicle can be seen for 60 meters along the roadway in both directions, which in this case was totally <laughs> true. She was out of the way of other vehicles. They could see that she was parked there, although it was dark. So maybe the, but so it's completely... It's, it's Ashley. This, this Ashley. is an impressive amount. Ashley, of- <laughs> last time we talked, you we were talking about pursuing doctoral work in yeah, you, like uh, you've uh, essentially in- written a dissertation on the motor vehicle. Act. You need to pursue a law degree. I Your don't. level of ex- like exasperation and passion for something that I dozed off of yeah, in the middle. If you start citing precedents, I was going to be like, wait one second. I felt now. like I was watching like oh uh, you know yeah, some law, sort of legally law Motor vehicle edition, or whatever. I would have fought back. I would have been like, "Listen here, man. We have an emergency. I am in a situation where this is this is an emergency. I'm 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 experiencing some abuse, and I'm trying to get out of it. Like I feel like she could have she could have advocated. I bet she I bet she did it. I bet they like Uh, that in real life because I bet this was a thing that actually happened. I think it did. that and probably she did that, the and they yeah they don't care. I bet. Yeah. That makes me so Ugh, mad. God. And she, you know, obviously you can't get a lawyer when you have thirty-five no. cents. <laughs> but they do have pro bono work. I don't know. Maybe she could have gone to a law legal aid. Yeah. Fought oh. back against these tickets and. Dave, does, is does, there anything we can do to get out of this section? Yeah, well, I think the only thing we can do is just move on because <laughs> this just goes deeper and deeper. Yeah. Oh, I have a, a small gripe. I have a, a little grumble. Okay. A, gri- right. a gripelet, um, if you a, will. A gripelet. I have a gripe. <laughs> Is it related to traffic law? No, it's something completely different. <laughs> what is it? I wish that they had used slightly different varieties of background music. Slightly different varieties? You didn't like shoop? <laughs> okay, I love shoop, but shoop the, the weird, doop. but the, oh, yeah, doop. It's it's hard to get it in your head, but the background music for all the scenes when she's moving around to different places, it's all very monotonous. It all sounds very similar, and 
I don't know. I I think that they they could have expanded their their background music variety a little. I don't even remember it, to be honest with you. (laughs) There we go. All I remember is Shoop. And I was just like, oh, it's going to end because the tape's going to get eaten. That's terrible. Yeah, we all knew that. Like, if you want to build up tension in someone who's from the 80s and 90s, just have an old cassette that's like stopping a little bit in there. And you're like, oh, it's... Is it getting eaten? You know, like when yeah. it was starting to get eaten and it would play <laughs> for a little sound, bit. That sound, it kind of slows down and then you hear kind of a crinkly sound. Yeah, and, and you then... knew those were the last few seconds you're ever going to hear that song. That was oh. it. It's like break out the pencil and the crazy glue. Jeez, oh, those days. So there, that was my grape list. <laughs> Thank you for wow. ha- not having it be traffic law. Dave, what is, what's next? Oh, I nearly gave myself a hernia when you said that. Sorry. <laughs> I hope it's not traffic law. <clears throat> okay. Uh, what about a scene oh, that didn't no. need to be in there? didn't need to be in there why oh why did they include this scene this didn't need to be in there tell me what were they thinking all right i'll start off because ashley mentioned this already mm. that that flash but not a flash that her internal dialogue when she sits down in the social worker scene and the woman says and i have the quote here uh, bah, 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 bah. you're looking for a big fat government handout because you're a jobless white piece of shit or white trash piece of shit, right? So that's how it's, the scene starts. Yep. And then it clicks right over to her saying like, can I? Can you give me your application or whatever? And it, because it started the scene off mm. and you hadn't seen her sit down beforehand, I actually thought that was real yeah. even after yeah. the next scene started. And it took a me mm. a, a, like five or six seconds to be like, oh, wait, that was, a, that was her a flash internal. And so like, just because of that edit, mm. I was lost for a second, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't like, I didn't like that." I wish it had, it had happened halfway through in the editing, because yep. then it would have felt more jarring, and I knew it was one of these like um, these internal of, dialogue. Yeah, moments. Exactly. yeah, yeah. So that, but I mean, my God, in terms of like scenes that shouldn't be in there, um, Not nothing. A- <laughs> like it was a really tightly edited together. I, I there was nothing I thought that did not belong, and so. Yep. Maybe Dave has a disagreement. I can see him looking ah, over there. Ah. But anyway, I thought it was a tight. I have that... none either. So Dave. Oh, Dave, what <laughs> do you got? I'm just, I'm just gonna go macro on all this, right? Ooh, okay. Oh, Jesus. This is the, the rage, the bubbling rage. Oh my god! <laughs> I, like this entire episode possibly didn't, need to, be didn't in there? need to happen. What are you talking about? Well, okay, th- this whole episode thing could have looked like this: like a woman leaves her abusive husband. Uh huh. Social services intake is there. They give her a place to stay. They give her a food stipend. They give her several contacts for employment. <laughs> oh, I see. They give I her, see. They give her a, a voucher for some free childcare for the next week. Uh, you know, they give her some so unemployment insurance benefits. Yeah. They they set her up uh, with like a, a caseworker that can kind of help her navigate through the system. Yeah. You know, if only we would just tax this, have like a fair taxation yeah. system. Yeah, this for whole billionaires. system didn't need to be in but there. But I do have a actually. I wonder how much of this is being. Like I, I, I tried to find a little bit more about this, but honestly, I, it feels like a, a PhD project because how how often is this this situation happening where they're not given anything? Oh, all, anything. All, all the, the time. time. Yeah, okay. Uh, that I know is true. Okay. This is in the States in particular. I don't know yeah. about Canada because I, I didn't, I was not been exposed to this here, but yeah. like this is pretty damn par for the course. Oh. Yeah, the if cracks anything, in the system are like big enough to swallow a country, right? Oh yeah. Oh my if God. anything, it would like in this woman's actual story, um, she she ended up at a homeless shelter right, right away. Okay. It, it didn't happen exactly like she got kicked out by her boyfriend, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, and she ended up in a homeless shelter, which is actually an, a, like a little cabin. 
oh. which was kind of cool. Yeah. But even that was pretty draconian. And like she had to do like urine tests every day. She couldn't have visitors. Like it was really, it was almost like a prison. Yeah. Whatever. And that's, that's, that was a really amazing thing. But like, other like that's mm. pretty even that is a lot like she yeah. got more than you would normally get in this situation yeah. i think because she was younger uh maybe because she has a child like it's pretty terrible and you can 100 percent just be forget it find a hotel or sleep rough or whatever mm. like turned away if there's no room in a shelter or kind yeah. of thing well she she declined the shelter right she she in said this one she declined i couldn't it, yeah. I, I i can't take my daughter there and that was probably just a personal opinion was was there any well other... she was also i think she felt like she didn't deserve a space in a because mm. she didn't feel like a battered woman she right didn't feel like an abuse like a yes she's in this terrible situation for that reason mm. but like yeah in the real life story she she did accept a, a space okay. somewhere she didn't mm. want to go but like it it yeah. made sense but anyway yeah no oh. i think it's not uh, this is not an over exaggeration if anything okay. i think she was doing pretty okay compared to oh. some people in her situation oh yeah, I think this whole thing could have been avoided, you know, <laughs> if if making a decision like leaving your abusive partner didn't have this also the threat of starvation tied to it. Oh, you know? it, is like, it is true, though, because there is that limbo area where like when they, she was asking all the questions like, mm. well, like, is he abusive? Like, has he hit you? No. Like, do you have a home? Well, technically, yes. Like, and so like she was leaving because the situation is bad, but it mm. hadn't culminated into a, a an actual Attack. event, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing for for domestic violence in general mm. or poverty-related things. Like, you're in a bad situation. You know it's going to end poorly, but the systems are not designed to help you out before something happens. Oh, the system's, yeah. the system's designed to, to catch you if your hair is on fire yes. and... <laughs> The whole thing is exploded. But they'll uh, let you play with the matches and the gasoline. Yeah, no, they can, they'll can. they be fine with that, yeah. right? Anyway. Okay, Dave. So, Dave, that's quite the... <laughs> it, that, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, but, this whole thing. I get what you're saying, happen. man. I get it. I get it. Man, anyway, we're grumpy and angry and I sad. Am just, I, would, I am, yeah. Okay, what's next? Take us out of here. Yeah, just, I wish I was in this scene. I wish I was in that scene. It's really freaking cool. I wish I was in this. Okay, I got one. Yes. Okay. When Schmeriel falls out of the window, and yes. I love the word Schmeriel, <laughs> and I love that this little kid just screamed Schmeriel at the top of her lungs. I wish. <laughs> If I had seen a woman like scrounging on the side of the road desperately next to a parked car, yeah. I feel like me as a human being would have stopped. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What did you would you? Well, it was dark, so maybe you wouldn't have You wouldn't have seen her. And but possibly like, Ashley with her understanding of of median law. <laughs> yeah, you would have the, known whether or not you should have stopped. If yeah. the pulling would, over in this particular median was going to be breaking the law, she would have to judge that. <laughs> So if I'm in a car with Ashley in this scenario and she deems it legal for me to stop, (laughs) I would have stopped the car and gotten out and said, what's happening? And the mom would have said, I'm looking for Schmeriel. And I would have said, Schmeriel! And I would have... And I just would And I would have been looking for Schmeriel. And then I would stop traffic and be like, everybody get out of your car. We gotta find Schmeriel. That's what I would have wanted to do. Wow, what a good Samaritan you are, Justin. Everybody should be looking for Schmeriel. Oh, no. 
no. We need marshmallows in this world. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, yeah, just offer to other. Anyway, else. that's the what scene if, I wanted. What about to be you, in. Ashley? What would you like to be? I, in? I mean, I wanted to be in the scene where she was talking to the cop after the accident. So oh I no! Been like, you don't fucking understand. This is the whole thing, and then yeah. you, 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 you. So you, I just wanted to. You wanted to be her there. advocate. You yes, just wanted I did. to be her fiery advocate. Yes, I did. Oh, that's not, and yeah. Can I still be in that same scene as, as the guy You're walking? Right. In? Be like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She lost Schmeria. Thank you, understand. This drunken asshole <laughs> is just a drunken asshole. Let her go. We could have like, teamed up. You? Yeah. yeah, you're just wondering. Why are you finding her when you obviously can see that she's just lost her only... Because she found the head, no. right? But not the body? I would have spent... She the... found the body. Oh, she did find the body. Because it was on the, the boat later. She found the whole of Shmariel. No, she path. bought a Shmariel. Did she... That was a, she went into oh, the dollar store right. and she didn't that's get food. She bought a Shmariel. She bought Shmariel. But the Shmariel's head she found, but Shmariel's body was gone. I would have spent oh, all my... That's right. She looked at it and she kind of cracked up. She like her veneer cracked and she went. And ah. then the accident happened, which was a really good scene because yes. you didn't. You only heard the accident, which yeah. makes it more terrifying. And then her silently running back to the, like, oh my god, with no music of any kind. I was so was well sad. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin's still out god. there wandering around the median, homeless now because he <laughs> lost. He lost his job and his apartment because he refused right. to go to work till he found Schmuriel. And <laughs> this is a metaphor for my current emotional state. There's just a guy running around in my brain screaming Schmuriel. <laughs> <laughs> It's been that way ever since I watched this. I have to ask, as as parents, I, as parents, does it make sense? I mean, obviously she's exhausted, she's she's burnt out, she she's just she's not thinking. Like it doesn't make sense to stop on the side of the highway in the middle of the night to go and get this doll. But it was it because like honestly, why didn't she just let Shmariel die? Oh no, <laughs> like, I totally understand. Okay. This. I don't have. Children, I do too. So I, like, can I tell yeah. an anecdote? Or oh, a, yes. Or a personal story. Yes, please. So when I was a small child, <laughs> why we are you asking permission to tell anecdotes, Dave? <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. It's I your feel own like, goddamn podcast. Yeah, I feel like oh things have God. gotten quite litigious in here. With <laughs> Ashley's understanding consent, of the law. Consent. Okay, yeah. we can. Yes, we, we give you permission. We okay. consent to having anecdotes yelled at us. When I was a young child, probably, probably a little older than than Maddie in this one, but you know, still quite young. My yeah. parents, we went on a trip around the. Uh, the Cabot Trail, and and at the time I had this Spider-Man action figure doll, oh, no. and it was my absolute favorite thing in the world. You know, it was with me, and we were playing in the car, and we got to one of those weird look-offs around Cape Smoky where you kind of pull off, and you're, everybody's going to take a picture, and for some bizarre reason, I just fired Spider-Man <laughs> over the bank. See if you can fly. Yeah, like the same way she kind of just let Schmuriel go out the window, right? And I just fired him off. <laughs> Little and just, terror. And, di- and didn't realize till the second he left my hand is like, who's going to go get Spider-Man? <laughs> and I just cried for the rest of the... Because nobody went to get Spider-Man. Well, like, yeah, my, down a canyon. Maybe. Yeah, my dad's not going to climb over Cape Smoky, like down whatever. <laughs> but I feel like I would. Like, oh, that, yes, I that, would, too. That Spider-Man has haunted me the rest of my life I, and has I, probably led to my decision-making as an adult and oh, had no. children. I would have climbed down there if I needed a block and tackle oh, or some kind no. of pinion ropes. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll tell you later. later. I don't know. I've got a lot of stories along these lines, Dave. When mm. I was four years old, I lost my Mickey Mouse in Disney World. Right. And my I was very sad, and my parents bought me a little bear as a replacement until I could get a new Mickey Mouse, a little hug-me bear Aww. that I have to this day. Aww. It's in the other room. That was 40-plus years ago. Wow. Number one. Well done. Uh, uh, <laughs> number two, I, when I was young, I wanted to be a ninja. Mm-hmm. So when I was like seven or eight. Didn't everyone. Yeah. And so I bought some throwing stars out of the back of a magazine that got mm-hmm. mailed to me. And I used to throw them against like trees or whatever. And I lost one. 
Oh. And it went over the bank, just like your Spider-Man thing. Yep. Every spring for the next five years, I would spend hours and hours and hours looking for my throwing star. Oh my God, this Smuriel is your throwing star. So, yes, for real. And I remember when my own daughter lost her little stuffed kitten in Disney World. Uh, I did everything I could to get that kitten back. I went to all the lost and founds and I reported Aww. the lost kitten missing. And guess what? The next day they called us because they had found the kitten. Oh yeah. my! In Disney World of all things. What wow. a wonderfully happy moment! Can we just savor that? Yeah, can for we just a second? let's, let's okay. just live there? Let's just live in that moment. Uh, oh. So much. So she yes, yes, Ashley. This Schmeriel thing <laughs> is, is hardly a hypothetical. I would okay. have pulled that car over and yeah. sacrificed my life for yeah. that for that knockoff oh, Ariel. Wow. God, yeah. I I would have I I uh, don't have children, but I would be heartless until i had children and then i'm sure my opinion would be changed well you didn't I... have the scarring that dave and i had from yeah. spider-man and yeah i held yeah. on to my shit fair enough fair enough yeah fine yeah well the scene i wished i was in is uh you know at the very opening like he's snoring away and she's kind of nervously watching <gasps> him trying to see if right. he's asleep yes i would me and this like former like navy cook named bernie big burly guy would be sitting outside in uh like a minivan like with the heat going a bag of toys for the child Aww. you know i would have all the vouchers that she needed for her Aww. like uh you, you know, run an underground welfare state i yeah because obviously they can't do the you know they, the they government can't, can't seem to pull Aww. this off so i would have you know i would just go around and we'd get these volunteer guys we just like wait outside of Dave, I Women's. love where you're going with this, but I just want to point one thing. Yeah. So in your fantasy, you you and an older gentleman named Bernie <laughs> yes. drive around in an unmarked white van. Yes. Filled Come with in. filled Come with in. toys, parked out of the homes of children, hoping to yes. lure them in with <laughs> yes. with yes. food vouchers. With food yeah, and food toys. Vouchers and toys. Oh my yes. God. So I just <laughs> I well, love I love the idea, yeah. but I think there's a few of the things we, for the branding. Yeah, I think we got to work yeah, on the branding. The optics yeah. are a little bit skewed. Aren't oh, they? oh! I had another scene. Um, the the when she goes over to her friend's place, that's the first place she tries. Mm -hmm. I would I would be if I could be in that scene. I would um, I would I would be the friend and say, "Come in, kick everybody else the f out of the house, and let her stay there." And when the dude showed up, be like. Yeah, but I feel like that him. wasn't her real friend. That was like Sean's friend. Yeah. They, it but I know what you mean. Like yeah, you would like to be a good friend of this girl. And does she yeah. not have any friends? This no, that's, that's it. She's, she's yeah. a single mom abandoned. Like the One real, and yeah. abused. And, yeah. All right. We've Ashley's, gone back down. Ashley's the feisty advocate in all this. <laughs> and you're the creep in the van. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I apparently thought I was the savior, but now I'm just this creepy guy oh, no. with well, an ex-Navy cook in a van. Why did I choose this guy? Why did he have to be an ex-Navy cook? He was just for security. I was thinking in case the, the husband got a little out. worked oh, up. Right? Oh, it just made it okay. creepier. And I also had a third guy in the van. But now that's why is it three guys in a van? Well, the third guy or woman could, would be like an Can addiction counselor, yeah. and we just fine. kind of like leave them there with the dude and say, "Well, here's okay. your options." Okay, to you know. Again, your heart's in the right place, but the execution needs some <laughs> yeah, work. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's there's something okay. wrong. Okay. Oh yeah. God. Oh God. <laughs> so what's next? What's happening? Right. I don't so. Basically, I think we're just moving on to any trivia anybody has about this. 
I've got sad um, trivia. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Well, you do yours first. D- d- oh, I just have qu- some things about the people in it. The the Andy McDowell's daughter, that's right. the main thing. Anika Noni Rose is the rich lady. She voiced Tiana uh, in Princess and the Frog. So she is a <gasps> Disney legend, a Disney princess. Oh. So she's quite famous. Oh. Um, so yeah, um, there you go. I guess that's all I got. Oh, and, and the book... Uh, made hard work, low pay, and a mother's will to survive by Stephanie Land. That was the inspiration. It was on Barack Obama's uh, 2019 summer reading list. Oh. Cool. I wanted to read it this morning. I was yeah, like, I, I'm going to do some research. Are. I'll read a book. I don't Is have there just time. one book? Oh, she's. I think she's written a lot of other things. I don't know if she has a second book. But this book. series is based on just a single book. Yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, sorry, that's it for me, Dave. <laughs> I just have this horrible list of facts about poverty and hunger in America. Do, I don't know if I can do it now. I don't, I don't think I, I, I've got maybe we should skip stuff. it. Gender right. yeah, stuff. Why don't you do yeah. your gender stuff? Because mine is just well, a bunch I of won't, horrible I, statistics. Oh God. I'm scared for you, Dave. Maybe you shouldn't read that. I, I, <laughs> okay, what is the gender stuff? This well, the gender-based violence stuff. You know, oh, like the, no. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I know. Okay. I won't go through it. I won't go through much. But I just, I, I want, so I looked up, I wanted to see what the difference would be in Canada versus America um, to see if there was any, you know, major statistical difference oh man we're getting back into we're getting into uh law i know i know all right all right i'm not gonna go down no go ahead no go do it do it um so it was you know three in ten women uh in this in the u.s have experienced rape physical violence under stalking by their partner um and one in ten men so ten percent um and the uh from 1994 to 2010, four in five victims of intimate partner violence were female, so it's still heavily, you know, a female issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Canada, it was the approximately every six days a woman in Canada is killed by her intimate partner, which is oh heartbreaking. And on any given night in Canada, 3,491 women and their 2,724 children sleep in shelters because it isn't safe at home. And on any given night, about 300 women and children are turned away because shelters are already full. And this is in Canada. Yes. Wow. Um, yes. But one wonderful thing that I did notice okay, was the, <laughs> um, when you go online um, to search these things up, the, there's a, the website, the, the U.S. website that has all these statistics and information. It's called thehotline.org. And the, when you open the website, there is a big notification that pops up with very, very clear instructions on how to leave the website without uh, and have it be erased from your browser history and have it completely like you can you can look at all the information you need and then there's a giant red x in the corner that says exit and you can leave the site without leaving a trace that you visited it which was shocking because obviously that's there because they needed it to be there because you know somebody saw that on the computer somewhere and it it resulted in something but it's great that it exists so the hotline.org for anyone that needs these services wow well that's uh, almost a positive way to leave uh that discussion yeah it's a a something yeah yeah (laughs) it's a something yeah these are not light and fun topics no no. like it's hard to be uh, funny about this sort of stuff which you should be on on our podcast but um (laughs) but this is important stuff dave i i don't think it's good for your mental health to read down the list of poverty no no i'm just gonna take that home and burn it (laughs) that's good yeah well uh, (laughs) oh man um, what more do we have to say? It, it was well made. Yes. In the sense that, like, 
we're all having quite a strong emotional reaction oh to God. both the material and the way it was made. Because like, you could have yeah. clumsily cried. made this yes. and it wouldn't have been compelling. Yes. Great acting, great filmmaking. Full on cried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, so I'm going to ask, uh, uh, are you going to watch more? Justin? I won't. I will not. But okay. I would like to know what happens to her, but I think I might read the book. I feel like that's less painful somehow. I will not watch any further episodes of the show as well. But I actually really like the idea, Justin, and uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna read the book as well. Okay. It's too, it's too, I couldn't, I, it was too frustrating and heartbreaking. I, yes, and, yes, I get it. I get ah! it. Yeah. Dave, Dave, <laughs> yeah. you sounded like you skipped to the end already. Finished, yeah. I got about halfway through and then jumped to the end and wow. got some resolution, which it, it resolves nicely. It resolves nicely. I mean, we know she's okay because she ended up, in this writing program and wrote this book and like is doing okay so that's so we know yeah. how it ends in a way yeah, yeah. it's it, it it totally resolves with her having some power and agency in her life excellent which is, which is nice but excellent. especially on the the side of the there was oh I, I didn't get to say this when we were watching but he uh when he tells her when the the abusive guy there tells her couldn't you could you eat a little you're hurting my feelings like oh, the way he said it's that so painful oh what but the acting was fantastic i wanted to Punch him in his smug little fucking. <laughs> but it yeah. seemed very real. <laughs> it did, you know. Yeah. And like this, one other thing I thought was neat. I forgot to mention this was mm. his snoring yes. was so loud, and his eating and slurping was so loud was and annoying. They definitely disgusting. turned up the volume on that yeah. to make him more annoying, and obnoxious, yeah. or yeah. like maybe that's how she hears it. Oh, you know. And I thought that was just subtle, but really good. Yeah. So well done. It's it's a well done show. It's just. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Good job. <laughs> job on oh, making us no. all want to not yeah, be here any longer poor justin look at him he's he's just all doubled over i know like, i'm i'm not enjoying so dave now i'm looking to see what we're supposed to watch next week. it's probably squid game. squid game still number one wow isn't that amazing wow um and then made is still up there in the oh. top three but so you, know what, you know what you know what you know what i've I've had it, Dave. I've, I've said I'm not going to do this. I'm only going to watch whatever number one is. Yes. But we deserve this because we have been through enough crap recently oh. with whatever is number one up there. And I can't stand it anymore. We are now going to watch, I have decided, the number four movie in North America, okay. which is, you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> My Little Pony, A New Generation. <laughs> because I'm sick of this crap, and I want to watch oh, My Little God. Pony. That just It just feels like the um, weight of the world is lifted uh, off my shoulders. And I tell you, I am no brony, but, <laughs> I, have, but I have seen a lot of the My Little Pony. As an alternative, the uh -oh. number one in Canada is, today is you. No, but my wife told me don't watch that. It's fantastic. Though. She told me it's sad and it's creepy and it's about a stalking but guy it's who good. No. No, Ashley, we're <laughs> my watching Little Pony it is. My Little Pony, a new generation. All right. Oh That's God. it. That is it, world. I've had it. Okay. A new generation. I'm excited because I don't recognize any of these ponies. Just, well, it's animal progeny. It's Where's like Where's Applejack? I know. Well, it's the next generation. Oh, know? no. So Is that makes... Rainbow Dash's kid? But this I'm makes excited. Me, this makes me think about, about like mating ponies now. Oh, no. It, Are we getting down a weird like? I don't want you to bring... Of... Don't bring any of that energy. We're watching oh, my... No. 
My Little Pony, a new generation. Breeding horses. Quizzes yes. about breeding horses. I don't. Fine. You can talk about pony sex, animal Dave. It's husbandry. fine. It's just like now we've gone into animal husbandry. Fine. Obviously, Dave, you're really uh, doubling down on the creepy Yeah. I, what is going on with me? You bring all your creepy guy stuff to My Little Pony. Yeah. How did I turn into this person? Oh, wait, that I sounds like know. a lot of fun, actually. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm excited for. I'm literally excited for this. Okay. Oh my gosh! Thank you for indulging me. I'm sorry <laughs> we're breaking the algorithm, but I, I, we all need this. Ashley, you need this too. I, I mean, I'll come. I'm all right, we'll see what happens. Bring weird facts. At least you gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody, my watch, watch My Little Pony: A New Generation. Ashley, thank you so much for for. I'm sorry putting you through this. <laughs> It's it was a good it was a good thing. Thank you again thing. for your immaculately researched. <laughs> uh, thank you for all your weird legal traffic facts. <laughs> Gosh, that was a fun. Oh, no. And <laughs> I will think twice now before I pull over on the highway. I want to pat myself Even on the back. Even if I really have to pee, I'm just going to be like, what know. did Ashley say what about our provincial say? bylaws? Yeah, I wish I'd listen on... closer. No meridians. Uh, I'm also very proud of myself for not uh, revealing any further private information. So, Oh, yay. yes, that's Don't right. Mean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, Keep I yourself a bit of a mystery further. out there just to the listeners. Just a touch. Just a touch. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's no further information I think you could have, except maybe your <laughs> mailing address. I don't know. Yeah, what's left of this <laughs> shoe size? Um. Well, anyway, thank, thank you very you. much, and thank you everybody for listening. Lovely. I hope you, I hope you're okay, having gotten through this very emotional journey oh. slash podcast. Yeah. And um, there are resources out there for you. There are resources right. out there for the you. Hotline.org. My yep. Little Pony. <laughs> See you next week. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating and maybe a review on the Apple Podcast Store. This is the number one thing you can do to help out the show, strangely enough. And it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now. If you have an advice question that you think Dave and I can help you with, write us at whyarepeoplewatchingthis at gmail.com with your question and uh, we will answer it in our bonus mini episode, which will be released each week. Um, called Dave and Justin Have Some Thoughts, where we offer expert advice, um, sort of. Why Are People Watching This is hosted and produced by me, Justin Gregg, and Dave Lawrence. The silly theme music you hear is written and recorded by me with help from my amazing and talented wife. Why Are People Watching This is a production of Outside the Lines Press with support from the Black Box Collective and Anaganish Improv. <laughs>